You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Welcome to Band Geek. I'm Richie Castellano. Joining me today is my co-host Jarrett Pressman. I am Groot. <laughs> and um, we're still, we're sort of short-staffed today because uh, Andy and Brandy are away, and Amory doesn't like us. So um, <laughs> for for this particular, she doesn't like you. Don't let oh, me in yeah, with you. She's upstairs, and she could totally join in on this, but she just doesn't like us. Uh, or me. You're right. Me more specifically. Also, um, half our audience just turned it off. <laughs> like, oh, the pretty girl's not there. <laughs> Next. Um, so, because we had to do a a, um, a nerd centric, geek centric episode, uh, and there was only the two of us, we brought in the big guns today. We have your dungeon master and the people's dungeon master, Mr. Tony Hansen, professional nerd. <laughs> now, the, the interesting thing about that is that Tony um, sort of plays it uh, on the DL usually, the the geek thing. But here is a safe space for you where you can just be free, mm, let my wings out. <laughs> you could. Yep. Let's, let's talk Feels about. Good. Let's talk about some of the nerdy things you did this week, Tony. Let's uh... go. Go for it. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's a therapy session for Tony. Um. So yeah, if you haven't heard Tony's DMing skills, you can listen to the shared Band Geek whole episode. H O L E. That's another podcast on the Riotcast Network where we played Dungeons and Dragons with their show, and they've been wanting to do another one of those too, right? He contacted me a while back about it. Yeah. Really. Talk closer to the mic. So the, oh, he contacted me yeah. a while back about doing it again. Uh, Anne-Marie is here. <laughs> Not right. talking close to the mic. <laughs> uh, and, to, and also, we did another. We did a two-part episode here in the studio where it was just us oh, right. doing D&D. Man, there's been, this is what, episode 112? Something like that. So now, now wow. I can't keep track of anything anymore. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the, the main reason we're here today is to talk about the film Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, I was a huge fan of the first one, and and I'm a you know self admitted DC Comics fan. That's the faction that I that I lean toward. But I really liked the Guardians series. Probably my favorite one out of the whole Marvel uh, family over there. Um, are you a big Guardians fan too? I am. Or- um, I think it's because at heart it's a sci fi movie. Like it's a sci fi movie and. People are funny in it, and the universe is just full of assholes. Like, right. <laughs> I remember, I remember saying like one of the one of the first things when we saw the first one was that like in other space movies, which it's totally fine. Like in Star Wars, they speak other languages, and you know, there's like uh, different kinds of cultures and stuff like that. But it just seems like in this galaxy. It's just like, oh, no, this planet, everybody totally speaks the same language, and they're all so fucking assholes and yeah. listen to music and play video games and, like... <laughs> I, you know what I sort of equated it to? Like, do you remember in the 80s how there were all these awesome action movies, um, you know, with, with Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger and sure. all, all this stuff happening? And then Indiana Jones comes out, which is like a period action movie, um, but it's funny. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what this is sort of doing for sci-fi. It's it's not funny like Spaceballs funny where it's a parody, but it's its own thing and it's sort of period because it like it, he left Earth in the 80s so he's totally still an 80s kid. Right. Just a grown-up big 80s kid like us uh but who hasn't been exposed to the 90s uh or the 2000s and when music got crappy he <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He um a little bit. He you know, it's it's totally a period piece in that respect. Oh, I get that. And it's totally uh, tongue-in-cheek in the same way that Indiana Jones is. Yeah. I think that somehow uh, Guardians of the Galaxy captures something where it's like, it's uh, it's joyous. Yeah. You know, because the music is great, you know, and they, they play that up. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's family. The jokes are actually, I, I find uh, Dave Bautista. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I think he's hilarious. He is. Yeah. Every line he delivers is almost... Yeah, his non-acting is is brilliant. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely perfect. Uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned the music because I feel like that has become a character in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, especially in this uh, particular This one more, I think. Yeah, because they really talk about the song, uh, especially Brandy, uh, which is crazy because Brandy's not here. So uh, we're we're sort of set up to play acoustically today. We're, we're, we're plugged in, unplugged. We're fake unplugged. And... Um, <laughs> And um, so we're gonna we're gonna sort of like jam on a couple of these tunes, uh, do a sort of low tech version. But don't worry, we'll probably revisit these because um, Amory was mad at me when I said we're gonna do some songs today. She's like, no, you have to wait till Andy and Brandy are back and do a real one. Yeah. I said, well, maybe down the line we'll do like a Guardians of the Galaxy best of, and we can do songs from both soundtracks. Sure. And and really do them. So we're doing a, uh, a for fun unplugged, not gonna be on YouTube sort of thing today. Um, they kind of poked fun, like right out of the gate in the second, in the in the new one. They kind of poked fun at the fact that it was like, oh yeah, there's music playing all the time. Yeah, because he was like, I'm setting up speakers because that's what Quill likes to do when he's fighting. And he was like, no, dude, that's totally not important. Yeah, right it's not now. a priority. <laughs> oh, 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 spoilers. I'm sorry, we didn't do that. And Jared just gave away the first scene. Uh, spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, stop listening to this now. And go see it in the theater. It was worth it, I would say. It's been out for two days. I mean, everybody's yeah, come seen on. It by now. Uh, Everyone dies. <laughs> and um, if you don't care about the movie, then then listen on and don't worry about being spoiled. Uh, let's play. Let's try to play uh, Brandy. Let's let's go over it like again. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> we didn't rehearse anything. No. Um, so it's like. And I'll do the doo doo doo. So let's do the, the doo doos. One, two, three, four. Doo 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 doo. And it serves a hundred ships a day, lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about yeah. their homes. And, and they talk about their homes, and, and and talk about their homes. Yeah. So we're not gonna get this perfectly right, but whatever. <laughs> That's okay. Um. Uh. So. Uh, the chorus is so. Um, which one do you want to sing? Uh, such a f- such a fine girl. Such a fine girl. That's good. Um, and I'll do such a fine. So let's practice that. Uh, such a fine girl. Such I don't know where, I don't know where it was. This ain't yeah. Brandy. You're a fine girl. Such a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Such a fine girl. If your eyes could steal a sailor from. See. So can you? Uh, 
can you put, uh, pick up that part from him? The the higher one. Whatever the freaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. So you're always singing that pre- that note pretty much. The third. Yeah. Uh, let's see how let's see how long we can get through this without without the strain wrecking. Okay, I'll guess what it is. You'll be fine. I'll guess where it is. All right, here we go. All right. Two, oh, one, two, three, four. There's a port on a western bay, and it serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away. And talk about their homes And there's a girl In this harbor town And she works Laying whiskey down They said Brandy Fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine The sailors say Brandy You're a fine girl What a good wife you would be Such a fine girl Yeah your eyes could steal a sailor from the sea Where's a braid? What voice is this that you're doing? In the north of Spain, I like it. Best and bears the name of the man that Brandy loves. He came <laughs> on a summer's day bringing gifts from far away, but he made it clear he couldn't stay. No harbor was his home. The sailors say, Brandy. You're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Such a fine girl. Yeah, your eyes could steal a sailor from the sea. Right? Because we didn't practice the bridge, and that's a good place to end. Yes. (laughs) Or because that's the real end of the song. <laughs> that sounded actually pretty nice. Uh, just a little yeah. background: what's going on here? Tony is playing the Roland Hand Sonic Ten. Uh, that's that's Jared's axe, and Jared has kindly let uh, Tony play that today. And my background is also Italian, Irish, and German. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm playing the uh, Variax acoustic, so the acoustic guitar doesn't bleed into all the microphones. Okay, and so I'm playing whatever this voice is. <laughs> Brandy, Brandy. <laughs> That, that, was it Eddie Vedder or something? I don't know. It's I'm just I just mimic. I'm gonna call you Eddie Cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much cheese on this. Me here. Me here. I don't. I'm trying to think of what voice that is. I don't know. I I just mimic stuff. Eddie Cheddar, wide open. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's Creed. We're under the sunlight. Under the sunlight. I remember. I remember listening to Creed in the shower at some point when it was on the. Not like recently, but like when it was on the radio, you still listen yeah. to like the radio in the shower, and I couldn't understand what they were saying, and I thought it was because the shower was on. I was like, "Oh no, it's just Creed." <laughs> that guy um, is playing in a band with Bumblefoot now. Really? Yeah, they have a band called The Art of Anarchy. Which and, guy? Uh, Scott Stapp. Get out! I, I'm no, I'm not out. I'm in. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. that's awesome. So check that out if you haven't heard it already. Uh, it's called Art of Anarchy, and it's with uh, Bumblefoot and Scott Stapp and a. The bass player, I don't remember, and it's the Voda brothers on drums and uh, and rhythm guitar, I think. Pretty cool. They're from Staten Island. Um, that song opened up the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Brandy? 
Yeah. Yeah, and they played it again. Yeah, later. It was, it was the most important song in the movie, and we just butchered it. <laughs> and they, for them. For them, yes. And they de-aged Kurt Russell. Okay, so... Uh, Did they? Yeah. I was wondering that. I was really wondering that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think they got that down now. That, oh, that's, yes. that's some of the most Definitely. amazing stuff that they're doing now. Before we go any further... Um, Tron. This movie was totally Tron. It was Tron. <laughs> Somehow it was Tron. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was like Tron with, with instead of Jeff Bridges it was Kurt Russell. It, it was it was totally Tron legacy. You know what I noticed that, that um the way the movie flows um I, I feel like oh like I don't even know who the bad guy is. Obviously yeah. this, this you know this person must be the bad guy. Yeah. And uh you, you realize there's, there's no real setup. You just kind of in it. You're in the movie. You're just kind of moving along and halfway through or more than halfway through you're like, "Oh yeah, like we're almost done. Like what's happening?" <laughs> Kind of just get thrown into it. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I thought it was almost like a funny version of Tron. Like the whole plot arc was sort of the same, and it was the my the dad. Devi- my but, dad left. Yeah, but it's it's sort of okay because same Disney, old man beard. Yeah, Disney owns both properties. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. So, what do you think was better? Do you think the Kurt Russell was better, or the uh, the Grand Moff Tarkin from Rogue One was better? Ooh. Well, the this was Kurt Russell. Yeah, but he wasn't in. Uh, he didn't have like huge. You know, scenes with dialogue and stuff like that. He just had, you know, it, it was his. You saw his face through a car window, right? But it and I think the Grand Muff Tarkin is. Stop uh, saying Grand Muff Tarkin. Grand Muff Tarkin. Burial <laughs> uh, pudding. And, oh my god, I forgot about that. Um, I think that was more impressive because they were recreating a character. This was just like, check yes. it out. He's young and it's Compl- 1980. And you really in- should compare it to Patrick Stewart. In uh, what, the, what's X-Men the third X Men movie? Oh, they look creepy in the beginning when of he that. Did, when he's walking, he, t- he goes, "Hello, everyone!" And you like you see him, you're like, "Whoa, what's happening?" I don't remember that. Oh, they they, but they that's gone from the continuity. That whole movie, though. <sighs> I don't know what's which in the movie continuity. Is that? I can't anymore. remember which one it was. That's X Men first in X Men first. Cla- no, not at first class. because um, James McAvoy is supposed to be Wolverine. Him. Um, the, the, whatever the, the Last Stand in X Men: The Last Stand in the beginning of the movie, Magneto and Professor X go and like adopt Jean Grey or take her to the school. Wait, and they're, are we thinking about two different things? It's the scene where, where Patrick Stewart comes out of the helicopter and everyone's running. I think it actually might be Wolverine. No. Oh, maybe it is. Like, oh, oh, Wolverine. Well, they're all running and he has all, all like, everybody's very young and he runs to them and he's like standing there. Patrick Stewart's standing up in front of the helicopter. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I blocked that movie from my memory. My memory was so bad. The, I, it's funny that you bring up the Tron thing too because people always compare it to that. Like, you and I are. are Self-proclaimed Tron legacy fans, like I we like that movie Tron a lot. Do, uh, do you, yeah, you know what? I, I have this argument with a certain uh, friend of mine from work, uh, who's very opinionated, <laughs> whose name I will not name, who thinks Tron is the biggest bomb of all time. And then I keep looking up, like, no, it made like four hundred million dollars, and it was it did very well for for you know the budget. I have a I have a rationale against people who say that the the Jeff Jeff Bridges. Hmm. Um, they're going to have a rash. <laughs> the Jeff Bridges um, de-aged computer Kevin Flynn looks weird. And my rationale is uh, they... What are, we, what are you showing? I'm, I'm now showing everybody the scene oh. where Patrick Stewart is made younger. Ah. Do you recall the scene? We're looking at it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's he just looks like he's, uh, you know, got a no, you're pound not, of makeup on. <laughs> you're not seeing it clearly. Okay. Well, the Disney, the I read an article that Disney said that they do makeup first and then do the rest with like de aging technology. But the Kevin Flynn thing, I'm totally fine with it because to me it's like, oh, he Clue is a computer generated character, and even today, video games still haven't like they look real, but they still aren't completely. 
Yeah, he's saying it's okay for him to look a little. He's bit it's okay for him to have that weird like rubber mouth where it's like we're always on the same side. But my, but my like, thing is, I'm so amazed <laughs> that they could even do that. Like everybody's going, eh, it looks. I was like, shut up. This is like what a world we live in that you can do this. Like that's an that's an option. Like you can see this in the script and then be like, okay, you know, it's not like you have to get Tom Hardy to play a young uh, Patrick Stewart like they did in uh, Nemesis. You could just <laughs> yeah. get Patrick Stewart to you know put his face through some sh- computer schmutz. It's definitely an acceptable. Uh, place even for like critical nerds. I think I think most CG is. I mean, I'm I'm always like amazed when when and when I, when I see a movie and there's all these amazing visuals. I'm I, I buy it all the time. I'm never like being overly critical, but people going like, oh, all this CG. I'm like, the scene calls for an exploding planet or whatever it is. Like, you're not <laughs> going to do that practically. I'm sorry. Well, let's talk about what the problem really is. Like, we see all these movies, especially Guardians of the Galaxy, and mm-hmm. and you 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 forget that. Everything in this movie is fake, obviously. You know? Yeah. You're looking at it, but if something distracts you for a second and brings you out of the movie, then that's bad. So if you see that something, you go, oh. Like I, I saw uh, Captain America today, and uh, the first one before I came here, and he climbed up the rope, and I saw a second of CGI movement, and I was yeah. like, oh. You know, because it, it takes you out of it. So Well, they've definitely gotten past that weird thing where people look like rubber, like they hadn't gotten yeah. the weird like fighting down uh-huh but like i don't there wasn't a point in, in this movie at all where i was like oh that looks terrible no i'm taken out of this fantastic universe they've created <laughs> nothing know, distracted me in that movie nothing. yeah i mean the 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 start sorry to take this back to star wars again but the like the bench for bad cg has become the phantom menace and i disagree with that Yoda. i think i think the bench for bad cg is attack of the clones because if, oh. if you go back and you look at the factory sequence, yeah, if you go back and yeah. watch uh, um, Phantom Menace, Jar Jar looks pretty damn convincing that he's there with those guys. Well, Yoda was terrible and, until they fixed it. Well, no, because Yoda was a puppet originally. That wasn't CG. Yeah, that was oh, oh, I'm sorry, it was the exact opposite. Yeah, it was the, <laughs> yeah, it was the exact opposite. They they made it better by putting CG. Yeah, you're in. right, you're right. But um, they and made then, a younger and, creepy and, and Watto looks amazing. Yes, and and he all does. the green screen um environments, like when they're in the reactor core, obviously they're not there. It's that's all green screen. That looks great. It's it's when they moved to digital with um. Attack of the Clones. That's when I started getting wonky looking. Yeah. When like Anakin's riding that beast in the meadow, yes. and they, like he looks all rubbery, like you're describing. Yeah, that's when it gets a little wonky. But then, it, th- then they fixed it again for the next one. Yeah, the the uh, I think we said it before, but Attack of the Clones was the first movie ever shot completely on digital. Yeah, but I think that was it. It was just like, why are we mixing these things? Let's let's do it all. Let's come on. Yeah, like George was like, let's go. And yeah, it's I just actually rewatched all the Star Wars, and it definitely is apparent. But in uh, in Revenge of the Sith, it actually kind of evened itself out. Yeah, a little. They, they 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 figured it out by then. Yes. But but the thing is, like, I looked at the I was watching one of the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge budget film, and um, there's bad CG in that too. And I was thinking, like, there's one of the the Quidditch matches when yes. they're they're on the broomsticks. I'm like, this looks like terrible CG. This reminds me of. Um, of Attack of the Clones, and then I went. I looked at the year, and they're the same year. So it's just like you know, there's there's film tech, you know, and it's probably the same. If it's probably both ILM. Well, in the later years of um, the Harry Potter movies, they started using something different than green screen, blue screen, which they still use now. But what they started using was a, a texture on this wall, and it looks like beads. Right. And the beads, obviously, they don't cast any green or blue shadow, and the beads completely just read right directly to the computer, so they could sub out the background, and there's literally no work done. Oh my it's god! Very expensive technology, but if you ever see it, it looks like a wall of like little like brownish beads. Huh. Uh, Tony has a background in doing this sort of thing at, at his studio, Phoenix Studios, in Staten Island, New York. Uh, it's where we actually shot our. Uh, it's where we do a lot of projects. It's where we shot our our band photo. Tony was a photographer on that. Yes, yes. And um, yeah, and he can make your music video if you if you 
are an artist and would like that, please call Tony. Yes, no. That was, that was a plug for you. All right. Your, oh, your phone's ringing. Hold on. You might want to get that. Hello? <laughs> yes, of course. I'll do it. <laughs> Hello? Hollywood? You so, what? <clears throat> so the reason we're here today is because John Johnston demanded we did this episode. John Johnston's a band geek super fan, and he, okay. did, he demanded. So, John, I hope you've seen this movie by now since we're doing, <laughs> we're literally doing what you asked us to do. Uh, and I also want to take this uh, opportunity to thank Rob Crossland, who just gave us a, a very generous donation. Yes. And we are going to do another fan show. So uh, keep that in mind. Remember the last fan show we did? We did um, uh, Sales of Sharon yep. by, by Scorpions. We did um, Driven to Tears by the Police. And we did um, an original song, Love Songs, but that me and Andy wrote. And that was uh, to sort of say thank you to our biggest contributors. So uh, if you want to contribute to the show... Uh, please go to richiecastellano.com slash tip jar, and that's a regular PayPal form, and uh, it goes to helping the show. Uh, John Johnston said that I use that money to get lightsabers. Uh, I w- <laughs> that I, is not I, true. I wish there was enough of it for me to do that, <laughs> but um, the, if you if you really must know, the, the money goes towards uh, hosting fees because we have to pay a monthly fee to host the podcast. It goes toward feeding our guests. Uh, microphone stands, all the hard work that you put into it, new equipment. No, that's that's free. The oh, hard work, the, the hours and hours of hard work. If if I put that on the uh, the balance sheet, forget about it. We'd, <laughs> we'd never get out of the hole. Uh, but that's that. It just it helps us to keep the show going, and so, and we really appreciate it. And um, if you are in the U.S. or Canada, I believe, and you shop on Amazon, mm-hmm. go to our Amazon link. That's at riotcast.com slash bandgeek. There's an Amazon banner at the top of the page. Just click that before you do your shopping, and a small percentage of your purchase will go to supporting the show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So thank you very much, and that's how I got the plug out of the way. You can also mail him pennies. <laughs> yes, mail me <laughs> pounds and pounds, pounds, and, pounds, and, pounds yes, and pennies. Yes, regular mail. Br- bring it on. My mom works in a bank. It's all good. <laughs> Um, so back to back to galaxies, uh, Guardians, Guardians of Galaxy. Galaxies. Uh, stop it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> galaxies is uh, Tony's first love, and uh, it's a Star Wars video game that Tony can't go a day without. You said about. you wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I overall impressions. Like, did did you like it as much as the first one? Better, not as much. I liked it like two. I, I said to Phil. I said like two hairs less than like the the original one. Okay, I'll really? buy that. How come? Um, I f- I I rewatched the original one before I saw the second one, and it just seemed like there was like some sort of action or fight sequence or spaceship sequence like every like twenty minutes in the original one. Yeah, the only thing that felt different to me was maybe because the first journey was so epic, like they were saving the world, saving the galaxy. They did do it this time. Two, but it seemed like it was just like a side quest rather than the main quest. It, it was like coming from Star Trek First Contact to Star Trek Insurrection. Uh, yes. Right? Exactly. Which is still a good movie, Insurrection, but yes. it's, it's like a two-part episode on the big screen. Right. It felt like an episode. Yeah. You know, but I still loved it. But the thing is, like, it's volume two. It's it, like I feel like this is made in the style of episodic serial where it's like, okay, this, like, they started off the movie, they're working on a mission, obviously they're a group for hire, yeah. and it's almost like you're following them on their adventures, and it's supposed to be serialized, just like, because um, the thing I picked up on before was that it's like Indiana Jones, which even though Indiana Jones, every one of them, you can argue, is a huge, epic, world-ending event, uh, but it's based on those old serials where it's like the continuing adventures of blank, right? you know? And I feel like, 
that's the the vibe they're going for is the like here's this ragtag uh, crew that that rides around space and and takes you know it's almost like Firefly but a little more ridiculous. Yeah, but you're saying it's more like will Star Lord and Groot be in time to stop Ego? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tune in. Uh, but yeah, but it was just, it was just because like he's absolutely right. Like the whole thing with Ego and going to his home planet, like that was obviously the heavy plot of the 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 MacGuffin, if you will, like yeah. of the movie. You almost get a sense but, in the beginning that it's going to do, some, do something else, or a main story is going to pop in. But you realize, oh no, this is the main story. Yeah, this is the main story. It's it's uh, it was yeah. Thank you, Robo Muff. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I keep checking the Pro Tools mix and and it's, it makes them sound like robots. Um, <laughs> teach me how to feel. <laughs> But it, uh, but but that was it. It was just like I compared to the first one. But if I had seen this one just on its own, like no, it's it's dope. I like it. What about you? Um, I loved it. That 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 was probably the the small and only minor thing that I saw that was bothering. Me. I was like, okay, well, it's not as epic as before. But I love the jokes. I love the characters. I I um, involved in the whole way through. It could have been double the length of the movie. I would have loved it to see that. It, you know, I thought it was great. I I, th- I thought the comedy was on point. The yeah. the the action was sort of pretty good. You know what I mean? There was a action, lot of not not a lot of like hand to hand combat. That's that's the one thing. I mean, there was that one cool sword move she did. Um, yes, in the beginning, Gamora. Yeah, and, and like also the the fights between um, Gamora and Nebula, I thought were like okay. They were pretty good. You know, uh, flashy but cool. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty good. Um, I liked that they kept bringing back that race of gold people like every time you were like how they were dicks yeah but it was just like but that was like a thing too like every time we got caught up in the new plot of like oh ego and we're going to his planet and this stuff like that all of a sudden it's like oh no they're still chasing them because they're pissed yeah exactly (laughs) that was like that was all those action sequences uh but yeah you're right there wasn't a lot of hand-to-hand in this too with the other one it was more like star lord jumping over shit and drax becomes not useless he does a lot of things but like drax is not really like Doing a lot of fighting, just like in the beginning. Yeah, well, Drax's purpose is to figure out what the hell's going on from that um, Mantis chick. Oh, God, but that... His, yes, He's exactly. so great. The, yeah, those scenes were, were great. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss any of them? Because I, I peed like seven times during this movie. Oh, yeah, I'd like to oh, yeah, point out that... that uh, I was like, I, this missed a lot of the movie. <laughs> I'd like to point out that I'm the only person in this room that's seen the whole movie. <laughs> Tony was late, and uh, Richie went to the bathroom like seven times. I, I just... I don't know why, like... Well, I sat down. I was like, "Up, oh, gotta pee." And I was like, "I should, I should be good." What happened? Then, I'm sorry. So, so I think I, I left in the scenes where Star Lord was talking to, um, to Gamora. Yeah, it was. That was more just like uh, every time, every time they talked to each other, it was just like, "Hey, isn't there this like thing between us? Don't we care about yeah, each other?" I and she was that. like, "No." She's like, "No." Like, yes. <laughs> do you follow her on Instagram? I do. It, it's the you got to look at it if you don't. It, it's Zoe Saldana and she is in her full like green makeup and doing very funny things while she's in the makeup, like on breaks. That's so great. Shooting. It's really funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I I like her. I think she's great. I like her in uh, Star Trek, even though I hate those <coughs> movies. Did you ever see Columbiana? Of course I did. Yeah, I love that. Columbiana is great on its own, but then a lot of people said that it was originally supposed to be the professional two. Really? Like, if you take that, if you t- watch that movie, take out the Colombian part of it and replace, like, that beginning, like, prologue and replace that with, like, the professional. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just imagine her as Matilda, just like a, like a 35 year old. Yeah. It fucking works. And I'm like, oh man, that's, that's cool. great. But that movie's fantastic. Um, the, the thing I really wasn't expecting to get from that movie um and it was we saw it 
pretty much for my dad's birthday. My dad's birthday was this week, and it's, we're celebrating it all week. We're doing a bunch of different things, so I got to take my dad to the movies. But it's really about fathers and sons, um, and and the, the really nice thing I, that I really liked about the movie, the thing I took from it, was that even though he spent the whole movie looking for his dad, um, Yandu really raised him and you know raised him to be what he was. And then he had there was like a really touching sort of funeral scene at the end. Yeah. And I was sitting next to my dad, and I hugged my dad during that scene. It was like, <laughs> oh, I got I got all like sort of you know verklempt during that that particular part of the movie. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, yeah. we're we're jumping all around, which is fine. But like, I was kind of expecting uh, Peter to have like just a little bit of like ego mojo left to just like bring back Yondu. And I was like, oh no, they fucking killed that yeah, guy. He did. He did. <laughs> they threw him into the engine. But he was good. That uh, I loved when they were in the prison, and they just kept trying to tell Groot to go to the drawer and pick out like the one yes, that's great. thing. Like that could have kept going for like a good twenty minutes, and I would have laughed every single time he came back with something wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Please tell me you have a freezer somewhere on the ship where you keep those. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Um, I did like how they brought back a lot of the characters from the last movie as good guys. Like Nebula was a good guy this time, sort yeah. of, and uh, Yondu was a good guy. I, I, I did appreciate that. That was, that was kind of cool. Um, the one thing I was expecting, though, was to see a little bit more tie-in with the rest of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I thought, like, for sure we'd see maybe some more Thanos or some, some maybe an Avenger, maybe Thor or something. They said that... Um... This movie is the first movie that takes place not outside the continuity, but every Marvel movie has been like progressive, like as the years have been passing. Right. And this one jumps back. It takes place only like three months after the first Guardians right. of the Galaxy. It, it, said it took place in 2014. 2014. Now, what do we know the reason for that? Are they setting something up? They said, uh, but, and then they said the next one's going to take place after Avengers Infinity War. So it's like, it'll be like four years have passed or something like that since the original one. But did they actually announce it in a certain order that if you wanted to watch it chronologically, you'd have to see it in this order? Um, uh, I think it's just movie wise, the just it plays Oh, you mean like in between like what movies you would watch volume two? If you're trying to yeah, if you're trying to watch everything in timeline. Um, I think it's I think they said it's before uh like right before or right after Captain America the second one. What okay. the second one is. Um and before the second Thor movie. But uh Yeah, like there's definitely but it's also on the other side of the galaxy, so it doesn't really make a difference but somebody had brought up the point like when that crap was happening on earth when like those big like bub blob things were happening on earth they were like why couldn't the avengers just go and stop it and it's like no half of them are in prison oh. um like black panther hasn't happened yet so that's why they did it there um, that, makes, that makes that that particular question make sense yeah oh yeah um and that which is why they made spider-man so young because like during the Avengers War, like the Battle for New York, I'm like, where's Spider Man? Why yeah. is he not? Because he's too young. Yeah, that makes sense. It's good they wrapped that up. Yeah, <laughs> the I mean, I'm super excited that Spider Man's back in the fold in, in that universe and that they can play with that. I'm very disappointed that they weren't able to get Hugh Jackman involved oh, with that. Oh no, because Hugh Jackman's so wonderful, and that would have been really great. They, what, he what did he, say he would come back though if it was part of that. Like did. that's the only way that he'll. Put the put the claws back on. Let's put it out there. What are the odds that Hugh Jackman it turns up like as a surprise in one of the Infinity Wars movies? Oh my god, that'd be cool. What percentage? What's the possibility? I I would give it like a ten percent possibility. They said that they're. I think we're on there too. <laughs> <laughs> they said that they're 
like there's like 35 like every superhero we've seen so far is going to be an infinity war but then they also said they're introducing like 15 more people so i have a feeling they're they're going to pull a lot of shit out of like the bag basically fox and disney have to make nice for that to happen maybe they're secretly doing it and just not telling anybody if that happened like the theater would explode I, I keep hoping for something like that. I feel like I, I want to have that moment like, oh, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Spoiler. Yeah. Darth, <laughs> Darth Vader is Luke's father. Kind of moment. I want somebody to surprise me, you know, yeah. even in this day and age where it's difficult. It's very difficult, especially when, when, when they give the whole movie away beforehand, you know, in, in the trailers. Yeah. Um, the, that's the one thing I'm sort of excited about because uh, in less than a month we'll be in a theater watching Wonder Woman, which is a movie I've been waiting my whole life to see. Yeah. And um, the thing I like about it is that we haven't seen the big baddie in the trailer. I'm like, thank God. Or, or if we have, it's not obvious. Right. Which I'm very excited about. I didn't. I didn't feel like we saw the big bad in 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 the Guardians trailers, and there was like five of those. No, no. Like you, you knew that Kurt Russell was his dad, and he was in it, but you didn't know that you know, he was the big bad. Also, Stallone was in this movie. I, yes, that, I had no idea that was happening. Me neither. That was cool. Um, and he played was was his name something Lord or he was no, a, ra- was a like, ravager. I, I also, um, his Vince, uh, what's his name? I think he's Vin Rames. Ving Rames. Yeah. Ving Rames? Well, let's talk about that. There were five um, Easter egg scenes or bonus scenes in this movie. Five of them. Uh, some of them took place after, like during the credits. Some of them took place after the credits. Yeah. Um, so. I think what is it? Starhawk is that who he's supposed to be? No, it was it was like Kratek no, or something. His, his name is Stakar. Stakar, that's it. Right, I was, and I was close. He, <laughs> um, and he, his daughter is um, Aleta, who is or Alita, who was played by Michelle Yeoh. Okay, that's supposed to be his daughter in that. And I, I looked it up a little bit. He's like an immortal being. Okay. Um, he he keeps living life like in I think in different bodies or over and over. Forgive me, Marvel fanboys. I don't know the the uh, the, the lore as much as I should. But um, yeah, he's like he's like an eternal sort of being. Okay. Wait, and who is Stallone? Stallone is. He's playing an eternal character. And who's his daughter? Uh, Michelle Yeoh, the, the the pretty Chinese girl with the, with the no, with no, no, no. the um, long black hair at the end there. So at the end they were doing that thing. And oh, it's like oh, it's one of the Ravagers. Yeah, one of like the heads. Yeah. yeah. Oh. By the way, Michelle Yeoh is badass. Did you ever see Crouching Tiger? Parts of it. She's the older uh, woman in, the, in that movie. Yeah. She's amazing. Maybe you've seen Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Oh, she's in that she's too. She's in that too. <laughs> nope. that's, that's bad news, that movie. Uh, but I know, all of a sudden you saw Michelle Yeoh, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, like, the, like that'll be cool to see her in, in one of those movies. I hope that they're setting, because that seemed like what they were, we, we just talked about it before we started recording, that um, Stallone, Ving Rhames... Michelle Yeoh, mm-hmm. whoever weird glass mon- uh, alien guy no, was. That, that's the guy from Smallville. That's Lex oh Luther. Michael Rosenbaum. That's Lex Luthor. That's Flash. Yeah, uh, uh, DC uh, animated Flash. Um and uh, and Miley Cyrus and Miley Cyrus as that weird fucking radio uh, mastermind. <laughs> Miley, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus was, was, that the, was the voice of like the the being that made the thumbs up with the the whatever. Oh, and another uh, so Easter no, egg. no, she was the radio. Oh, that, the radio. That's yeah. what I thought you meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the thing that was like, oh my god, I'm so excited to see you guys. Uh, and there was this other being that gave a thumbs up, and they yeah. said that's a tie into Doctor Strange oh. because that's the oh same he's got a sling ring. Sort of, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Um, now was there supposed to be an, an, an Infinity Stone in this movie? I thought that was what it was in the end. I thought they made like an ego stone. What stone is missing? I there's six. There's six stones. The, oh, Marvel fans is are gonna mind, have a field day with us today. Oh no, the mind stone. It, I mean, it must be the. Uh, so there's vision. the mind stone that's, that's in vision. vision. 
There's the Tesseract, which right. is in Loki's Loki Pokey stick. The ether. Um, the uh, yeah, the ether from yeah. Thor. Um, Where's the ether? It was that weird like red thing from the second. They Thor give it movie. to the collector. Okay, right. Um, they give it to the collector. There's the one that the Nova Corps has that uh, Ronan got from the first Guardians. Right, the movie. one that he touched and didn't die. Yeah. Okay. That's five. And then there's still one missing. But no, I think you're right. There was a there there was mention of one, or they well, showed one real in the quick. last in the last scene. Is, is it Soul Stone? Is it Time or something like that? Something because like in the that. last scene, they made they made a um um. She, I guess she, I think she she like collected what was left of Ego, and she turned it into some kind of like gem, which looked exactly like it was going to be. Oh, maybe maybe. And I thought that was a tie-in. I thought that was the last stone. Unless it's going to show up in like Thor Ragnarok, and that I feel like that's the last one before Infinity War. People I, I, I saying think, that it might. I think the um, maybe it won't show up until Infinity War. I think the tie-in with. Um, Guardians and the Avengers is going to be Captain Marvel because she, uh, her backstory has Kree in it. Okay. Like supposedly her the Kree or what give her her powers or something. I I was briefly reading it. Well, remember remember at the end and you and I were like I don't know what that means because that was like the actual stinger stinger. Yeah. That um where she was like oh, I'm creating a newbie. Yeah, I I'm read calling that too. him Adam. That's Adam Warlock. Yeah, and I know who that character. You know that's stupid because I know who that character is because I read um the the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Um, and that's, which I thought was, you know, after we saw the first Avengers, when, when, uh, when what's his face, Thanos shows up and, and like, I heard like a, a nerd behind me having an orgasm <laughs> and after, the, after the movie, <laughs> what does an, what does a nerd orgasm when, sound like? <gasps> oh my God. And he just went, <gasps> so, so after the movie, I said, who, who was that? He goes, that's Thanos. I'm like, who? He goes, read infinity gauntlet. And I read it and, um, and I was not impressed by it. <laughs> I, I I understand because um, uh, they want to keep him in the background. That's feel, that feel he kind of guy he is. He's, he's the big bad for the very he's end. He's so bad he does nothing until <laughs> the very thing. But I I do feel like they could have maybe just like included him a little bit more. So at least at least his building. I mean he was in he was in Guardians of the Galaxy a lot. Yeah and yeah he, yeah and um and he was in that movie with uh, Loki a lot whatever that was the. the was that one of the Avengers movies I don't remember. No, it was the first. Uh, he was in the end of the Avengers movie laughing. Yeah. I think it's. I think Infinity War though isn't gonna be just like okay, I'm Thanos, I got them all now, fight me. I think it's gonna be like there's tons of people like all over the galaxy that want those stones. Did you have you read the Infinity Gauntlet? I feel like I may have, but I don't. Okay, remember. this is what it is. It's there's every single Marvel character. They all like so it's like crisis. Go into space to go try to beat the shit out of this guy who is all powerful, right? And spoilers. Um, what happens is, I think, if I remember this correctly, he's trying to um, court death. Okay. Um, like, he's in love with death, who's portrayed as a woman, mm-hmm. and and she wants nothing to do with him. And basically, he, like, gets defeated by a broken heart sort of thing. Interesting. Uh, if I'm... We're gonna get so <laughs> we're so we're gonna get so flamed by by Marvel fans. If you'd like to follow us, he's at Rich underscore Castellano. Yeah. I'm at More Kazoo. Please flail us on yeah, the we Instagrams des- we, we and the Twitter. It. And the we Facebook. deserve it today. Um, but the to compare, since we're more familiar, um, people have compared Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet to um, Dark Side and the Anti Life Equation. Right. Like it's like that's the thing. It's just like he's just been trying for centuries to get all these things together. You know, yeah, and that and like, and that's his purpose. Yeah, I was just, I mean, the, the the roundabout point I was making is that I was just expecting to see a little bit more tie-in because I I know it's coming, 
because they showed because Thanos is in it exists in both uh, stories. Yeah. Um, but I was just I was like, oh, maybe they'll bring us a step closer to that. But the one thing they did do, which I thought was freaking hilarious, was the zune. Oh yeah, because yeah. after after his walkman was, gets broken, that was great. It made sense because he needs more tunes. Yeah, but I just, I love that you were saying it's like he left in the eighties. He yeah. doesn't really have like a knowledge of anything that's happening. And it's like none of those people have been on Earth in a very long time. Yeah. So it's just like, yep, this is the most popular technology. People are using all of these. You can put up to three hundred songs on here. Three hundred. <laughs> Do you think when they eventually meet in like Infinity War that Stark's just going to give him some kind of like earpiece that has like a billion every song ever so made is on he it. is it confirmed that he's going to be in infinity war who chris pratt or the, Downey the, the guardians of the ga- galaxy yeah they've been filming already what are you talking about the the next avengers Tony stark mo- the next avenger movie avengers movie is infinity war which is going to call in everybody supposedly oh. yeah, yeah and yeah. they said that the guardians are going to be in that oh i do think tony stark was gonna be in it. i was like of course is, is well no yeah he's in it too but um are the defenders gonna be in that as well are they gonna bring the tv people in no kevin i read an article the other day that kevin feige said that eventually i he doesn't see why the tv wouldn't cross over with a movie he said but it's not gonna be for a real long time mm. so, but i'm sure there might be cl- like as the seasons of those tv shows go on i'm sure there might be cleanup yeah you know i think i think what a lot of people uh, are thinking and what i was thinking in is, is that they're going to, okay, okay, we're going to keep adding up these people and we're going to start bringing them in and everything else, which is, you know, where my head was going. But if, I think if you really look at what's going on, I think they're trying to um, do, do like the next phase, which is really broaden the universe for, for us. Yeah. Because that's why they have the Thor Ragnarok and, and with the Guardians of the Galaxies. They're painting the picture about a Mormon galaxy. I don't think they want to have Infinity Wars without you realizing there's more at stake and not just Earth. They want you to bring you... Oh, he's Asgard. Here's this place. Here's that place. I, I, I like that idea. That's right. nice. And, Painting it bigger. Yeah. And in the first Guardians, they, yeah, I mean, the, the main the main thing was Ronan. It just he happened to get an Infinity Stone. But he didn't even know it was an Infinity Stone until later. Yeah. He was just trying to steal that orb for Thanos. And then Thanos <laughs> was going to destroy Xandar. And then that was, that was the plot. And then, like, three quarters of the way through, he's like, oh, bitch, this is an Infinity Stone? Like... <laughs> Oh, bitch, please. Uh, bitch, please. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it myself. I don't need you. And that was really the only tie-in to the rest of the Marvel Universe. Right, but I, I appreciated it regardless. Absolutely. You know, I, liked, I liked when things are part of a bigger thing. It makes um, sense as something small and not just like a huge like character ties in. You know, it's just like, well, here's a little thing that threads it together. Let, let's, let's do, um, sorry to interrupt, let's do one more song. Okay. Uh, you pick which one you want to do. Uh, we can do either. It doesn't really. Well, what do you feel like doing right now? Maybe we'll do one at the end, too. Okay. Uh, let's do Mr. Bloop Sky. Bloop. Okay. So, Mr. Um, Bloop Sky. <laughs> right. I wanted to, before we go into, yeah. uh, speaking in that song, I wanted to talk about that, the whole opening sequence that they had with Groot dancing and stuff yeah. like that. I loved that for a very weird specific reason, is I love that we didn't see what was going on. We were like, over here... You know, like on the left side, and the action was going on like all the way on the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's an episode of I've been rewatching Buffy. There's an episode of Buffy um, called The Zeppo where it's like there's this life ending like apocalyptic thing going on, but the whole episode is one of the side characters, Xander. It's like what's going on with him and like two zombies, like that that he's he's trying to deal with. And it's just like I like that it's just like we didn't. It wasn't just the main battle. Right. It was like Groot was dancing around, then you saw somebody get punched, and then you saw like an explosion, and then you saw like all this stuff. I thought that was genius. 
Uh, it was cool, it and, was and, and and they know they re- totally realize how cute Groot is right now. They said he's going to be perfectly grown up in the next. Yeah, one. I, I he, saw that too. He's going to be in everybody's window in their cars very soon. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love the stinger at the end where he was a teenager. Yes, that was great. <laughs> Good tempo. I think so. This has another weird voice. <laughs> We're here. Uh, this uh, this has a Catherine Hepburn Bee Gees thing happening to it. Sun is shining in the sky. There ain't a cloud inside. It stopped raining. Everybody's in the play. And don't you know, it's a beautiful new day. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Running down the avenue. See how the sun shines. Brightly in the city, on the streets where once was pity, Mr. Blue Sky is living here today. Nice. Hey, Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away for so long, so long. Where did we go wrong? Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to Why did that become a Bee Gees song? I don't know. Why did Bee Gees become Catherine Hepburn? In the event of something happening today, it's something I would like you all to say. It's just a photograph of someone that I know. My wife, Mr. Jones. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> this is, That's okay. This, this, is the, this is why there's no video. No one will ever hear this or see this, except for John and Michelle. Yes. <laughs> uh-uh, man. Our listenership has tripled, so thank you, fans. Thank you very much. We love you. <laughs> we love you. I don't know you. Did you uh, Did you have a favorite part of the movie that you liked? Besides Dave Bautista? Um, uh, um, Gamora's butt was very nice. <laughs> and I don't have anything... Do you, nice think they, say. you think they painted her whole body? <laughs> no, I know they didn't because I, I follow her on Instagram. Oh, okay. Um, no, I like... <laughs> like, yeah, we need to paint the butt too, yes. I think the best thing about that is the jokes. I mean, I like the, how it, how it, the, there's this awesome, like, 
action going on, and then like he turns to Pac-Man and all this. Oh like, my god! I, I, I like. I, I'm gonna get really weird right now. <laughs> yeah, like I. I oh, love, yeah, I'm gonna make some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love all the '80s references. I like uh, David Hasselhoff. Oh, his uh, cameo was oh great. Oh my god! His cameo was awesome, so and I, I just I like. It, it, and and the real skill with the writing of that movie is you laugh when they say David Hasselhoff and he talks about you know he's this kick-ass guy who hooks up with chicks and has a talking robot car and all stuff and then at the end uh, when he says like I guess my dad was David Hasselhoff you go oh my god that's so beautiful <laughs> that, that's that's good writing no and it totally made me tear up you're right like your dad was right there but yeah. it's just like it was all about family yeah and like you know missing stuff and and uh, you know just not the family that they had but the family they made yeah yeah and it's, stuff i i thought it was very good i was very entertained um it was uh i in the grand scheme of things i didn't like it as much as the first one but i liked it much better than the second avengers movie yeah <laughs> it's just it was more fun i mean that was a placeholder like that was like yeah. a i mean look when I want to, when I go to Marvel movies, have sort of become synonymous with this sort of tongue-in-cheek humor. Whether it's Tony Stark wisecracking or, or you know, um, Star Lord failing at something, sure, uh, or whatever it is, or or Thor making weird references to things. Yeah. Uh, like I like all of that. Whereas on the other side, like for from DC, I want, I want. Total seriousness. I want like this is what it would be like in a world-ending conflict. No one would be cracking jokes. You know, it would be very serious. So I, uh, like, like I don't expect that from from Warner Brothers. I go to Disney and and Marvel to get that. You know, and I don't. I go to the other guys to get something else. Like, right. That's how. That's how I feel about. It. That's why I feel like there's room for both. If if Warner's, I mean, Warner's is starting to do it because they got a lot of pressure from people to make it a little lighter. But I feel like if they had like too many wisecrackers, everybody'd be like, "Oh, they're just copying Marvel now." Right. So that's where that's where I'm at with that. Um, I feel like the DC is just like it's people are just still like, "Oh, they only made three movies, and Marvels had like 17." Yeah, well, whatever. Or something, but it doesn't that. matter. Look, they're doing it, and and if you know anything about these DC characters. In ten or twenty years, when they totally like kill everybody and they end the series, we'll have a little three or four year break, and then they'll do it again. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll start it again. Um, it's like Battlestar Galactica. All of this has been here before, <laughs> and will be here again. Uh, the I want to talk about a couple other things. Uh, are you up on the Marvel Television universe? Have you been watching the Netflix shows at all? I watched um, Iron Fist a little bit. That's about it. Uh, Did you finish Iron? Fist? I finished Iron Fist. Before before we jump to that, I forgot that I'm allowed to name drop on this episode. Oh, good. My boy Chris was uh, Taser Face in the new Guardians of the Galaxy. He, he was wonderful. Yeah, he was really wonderful. K- kudos to Chris. And a little, I don't. He's I mean, your boy. What? He's your boy. He's my boy. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, we went to Shake Shack uh, last weekend. It's cool. It's totally fine. Um, Is that on your Instagram? Yes. Go to Jarrett's Instagram, <laughs> more kazoo, if you want to see uh, um, him with a famous person. That's not me. <laughs> with Taser Face. <laughs> with Taser Face. Um, I... I, I want to talk about that for a second, though, too. If you if you don't know who Chris Sullivan is, he's also uh, Toby on This Is Us, which a lot of people who listen to this show probably don't watch on NBC. But uh, um, he... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't matter. He said he signed a three-picture deal with Marvel. Interesting. So I don't know how that works. Well, he's, I, he's still... Oh, he's, he's dead. And I was... Th- yeah, he, he died in the movie, so I don't really know how that works. I asked Jen, who is... So... The, Maybe just in case. <laughs> the connection is that Chris is a friend of mine from Chicago when I lived there. 
Um, but he's also Jen Candy's uh, uh, brother-in-law. They went to college together. She later wound up marrying his brother. Former band geek guest Jen Candy. And um, so that's how we've, we've stayed in touch. Um, and, uh, yeah, he said – yeah, he was weird. So I mean, like, he signed it, and, like, that's the thing. So I was like – before I saw the flick, I, I was like, oh, maybe you'll show up in Infinity War. I he was bet like, you they give every actor in those movies a multiple picture. Exactly. You know, just, like, in case we need you. Like, we don't want to have to renegotiate. Right. If, if some writer says, you know what we need to do? We need to bring back Taserface because that allows Spider-Man to enter here right. with Captain America, and Taserface will be the thing we – right. then, and then you go to get the guy, and he's like, oh, I'm needed now? Okay, that'll be $5 million, please. And that's a great way to do a story because – because you do a story, and what you planned most of the time doesn't really work. Right. And yeah. Something you you unexpected comes up, comes up, and you want to go over with that. Or he was probably because he was in a ton of makeup, they could really make him anybody. Yeah, he could be another oh, another true. person. Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah, but, but but I feel like everybody who who enters that Star Wars or or Marvel, um, they they go through that. Oh, I wanted to bring something totally random up because uh, I don't know if you you follow this on uh, YouTube. Do you remember that girl? Uh, her name was Sarah Forsberg. She did all the gibberish languages. She had a viral video, like a pretty girl with like yes, brown hair. Yes, yes, and yes. And she was able to do gibberish in every every um, uh-huh. language. I was I'm, I follow her on YouTube, which she has her YouTube channel is kind of silly now. Like it was sort of like a 15 minutes situation, but she's very talented. Sure. Um, she wrote the the Ray language for Star Wars. Wait, what does that mean? The the you know. When she's like talking, oh like, really? Yeah, when she's talking all like the, the languages on, on Tito on Jakku, yeah. Like um, they, after seeing her video, the Disney contacted her. It was like, how would you feel about making up this language for uh-huh. like a, a gibberish language for Star Wars? And she did it. And I think like she's now the, their go-to person. Wow, that's their cool. linguist from that YouTube video. Awesome. So what does that teach you, kids? <laughs> Try that, hard. <laughs> do, put, have a YouTube channel. It's free. You know what I mean? It, like it doesn't cost anything. Well, wasn't the for the longest time? Weren't they going to the? It was the same guy who did Klingon, Dothraki. Um, yeah, the guy from Lord of the Rings. But yeah, that, that, like how many people can there be in the world to do that? But right. But they saw that like she could. Well, they said to her, "I read this. We want you to make a uh, U, like a Euro Asian sort of language. Sure. It sounds like a combination." And they gave her like a couple languages. Make this, and then. Record samples and send it to us, and that's what the characters will say. So that girl, that YouTube Good star, for her. yeah, that's pretty amazing. Good you know. for her. They also did the same idea for uh, R two. They had the company build R two. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, and and with the lightsabers too on that movie, they had they said they commissioned uh, prop builders like ones that I you know uh, like to follow on the internet and buy stuff from. <laughs> uh, they said, oh, make us a lightsaber. Uh, with the light up blade, uh, because we want to use that for this new movie. Yeah, and that's what they used. And for was it? Yeah, Force Awakens is the first one that there was actually like a reflective glow off yeah, of the characters yeah. because they did it that way instead of the oh yeah green stick. Um, I um so that, that sorry for my Star Wars tangent. It happens every episode. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> you, it's just a fact of life. Um, I just so, want to hear you talk more, Ray. <laughs> so <laughs> should, should we discuss the scar? No. Okay. They uh, well okay. Well, you you mentioned it, so now we have to. It's they, they at the end of Force Awakens when Ray defeats Kylo Ren. There's a big jagged scar across his whole face, and uh, Ryan Johnson, the current director of The Last Jedi, thought that was stupid looking, so he moved it to his eye, and that's a big problem for some people. Not me. He was just like, I just didn't like the way it looked, I so he moved it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Just like Wonder Woman's armpits, like I don't care. Which yeah. they fixed, by the way. What do you mean? In one of the new TV she has spots? Like, she has, like, bushes under there now? No, it's just they're not, like, like they, they darkened them, so they're more a, 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 
uh, olive oil looking. Uh, they they look <laughs> they look like they match the rest of her body. They're akin to her skin tone. Nice. Because she wouldn't even grow hair there because she's a perfect being. I, you, I remember one day you said, I want to go to the place in Israel where they grow Gal Gadot's. And I thought that was so funny <laughs> that they, that there's like a field somewhere. Like that they, she just Gal-Gadot springs right out. Yet. That she just springs out like a flower. I would like to go back to the motherland and uh, and uh, see what see what goes on there. Oh, oh my bet. god! <laughs> <laughs> so off on our tangent, back to the Marvel cinema television TV. universe. Um, I'm not going to spoil um, Iron Fist for you. Uh, all I will say is that there are certain parts in. Here's my problem with Iron Fist. Daredevil, you saw Daredevil, right? Uh, three or four episodes. The movie. No, the, yeah, the, the show, three, the four episodes. The fighting in Daredevil is so much better than the fighting in Iron Fist, and he's the kung fu hero. Yeah. So, like, that didn't make sense to me. And also, there are legitimately scenes in the Tiger's Fang, my, <laughs> my, my film series. No, he's not wrong, That though. are better than the fighting in this movie. The, and legitimately. The like, drunken master scenes. The drunken master scene in, in my movie is better than this big budget drunken master scene. I'm, I, I gotta say it. Well, that's probably just because, like, in my movie, we, we got a kung fu master to actually do it, who's very good and very talented and, and was able to move us all around and make us look okay. Knows that's how to but, get drunk. Yeah. That's also yeah, that's another skill of his. But um, <laughs> I texted that to you, too. I was like, he must be so mad at this show. I, te- I texted him. Well, all right, who we're talking about is my, my Sifu when I studied kung fu. And I said, like, so Iron Fist, dot, dot, dot. And he goes, I love it. It's great. You know, it's good to have Kung Fu on television. I'm like, yeah, but our scene was kind of better than theirs. <laughs> and he didn't reply. <laughs> uh, but uh, then you sent me that Defenders uh, tra- trailer, trailer right. where it's all four of the shows coming together. I got I got really, like, goosebumpy watching that. It and I'm like, good. why? I was like, wouldn't it be cool if they showed up in the movie? Or at least a little cameo or something. Right. I, I feel like they're just keeping them separate. For what, though? I don't know. I mean, everybody talks uh, in all those shows. They talk about the incident, which is the first Avengers. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's the thread. That's, yes. And uh, outside of that, there's it's like their own little self-contained thing. But like you said, in Infinity Gauntlet, it's everybody in the Marvel universe. You know that. You know, like what Disney did, and I, look, I think Disney will probably put some reference to them because look what they did in Rogue One, where they had like Chopper. Yeah, uh, from the TV show, just like walk by in a frame. Like if they had like this huge world-ending thing and shit was happening in New York, and you see like the defenders like you know are holding it down in New York while they're out in space doing some other probably stuff. A, probably a cameo. Yeah, like a little cameo. Like that's and Marvel's great with that. Right. You know, um, it's just so great to see how Marvel is, and even now Warner Brothers is getting their stuff together and. And how um, and Disney with Star Wars, like how there's gonna be all this Star Wars stuff, and whether you know, look, my issue with Star Wars is I feel like I'm cheating on George Lucas all the time. Like anything without <laughs> George Lucas, I'm like, this ain't real. This this is not George Lucas. But um, it's so great to see that, and and this is gonna be a weird turn this conversation, but it gets me sad that Star Trek just so doesn't have their shit together by comparison. Yeah, they don't. They're kind of just like mulling along. There should be first of all. There should be, and, and it's weird that the thought process is there because I'm just thinking like, wow, what a great time to be alive and be a fanboy. Yeah. Like we, I'm like, wow, we got, we're going to have a new Indiana Jones movie coming out. We have all this Star Wars stuff happening. We got comic book movies out the ass. We have like just all this crazy shit happening and 
then like one of my biggest childhood loves Star Trek is just sitting there and dying a death. Here's why: because obviously they started it up, and the one thing you need when you do these these uh, these projects, these ventures, is ideas. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that they ran out of ideas. You know, they started up and they said, "Okay, oh, we knew, they knew exactly how they're going to start it. That's why it came out with so much gusto. It was mm-hmm. great. They they renewed the timeline the way they're going to do it, and they knew they were going to go to uh, to Khan. And then now they're just like, um, we don't know what to do now. Those movies." They're good action movies, but they are shit Star Trek movies. I'm sorry. They're good. They're by themselves well, like it's, sci-fi it's, action movies. Science movie. has got less, and the action has got more. Yeah. No, they, they're well executed, exciting movies, fun to watch, but they are shitty Star Wars, Star Trek movies. Ooh, oh, faux pas, whatever. <laughs> um, well, no. they're shitty Star Wars movies too. They would be good style. <laughs> like, what the fuck is Captain Kirk doing here? Um, but the me thing- personally, I think that. Netflix should do a Star Trek thing, not CBS Now or whatever it is or online. What's happening with that? It's it, it's coming out next, and it's year? another prequel. That's that's what I was just gonna say. This is the, I think this is the Star Trek problem is that Marvel's got their obviously Marvel's got their shit together because they still have hundreds of characters that they can use and they can keep going forever. Star Wars, yes, did a prequel, but it did like. It, it wasn't like young Obi-Wan Kenobi or one, like which I would pay to see. But still, it was just like it was still kind of its own thing that tied into the universe. But it wasn't directly like, you know, that kind of thing. The Han Solo movie, another story. But the Star Trek thing is just they keep trying to connect it to the old series. Right. And it's like, who cares? Yeah. Right. That, that's... That's done. It's over and done with. Here's here's what I think you should. Uh, you want you want my opinion? Captain Wharf. Yes, but it. I, I just came up. With, I just came up with this idea. Let's spitball it and let's let's make it into something, and then we can have it never happen. So okay. let's let's. That's my favorite kind of thing. <laughs> let's get excited about nothing. Let's do this it. is this is re- this is like if the three of us were in a long car ride. This is what we'd be talking about, which is perfect. This is exactly what I want the show to be. So um, here's what I think we should do: Netflix show, right? You start off with one show, and you take the best. Of every series, anybody who wants to be in it can be in it, right? And you, and so you can tag, you can have like, uh, you can have Michael Dorn. I'm sure Patrick Stewart wants nothing to do with this. So you can have Michael <laughs> Dorn. He might, he might. You can have uh, Cam Meany or Cam Meany, like the engineer. You could have fucking Jerry Ryan. You can have Janeway. You can have whoever you want, right? You take them. You make a new like reunion sort of show. Like now that the Voyager finally reached Earth, um, the Dominion thing war is over. All this stuff, and we. Get in this one, like, whatever, 13-episode thing. We make this one thing, and then after that, that splits off. And then you could do your own thing. But that's, like, the big... Why not use the power of the Star Trek? It's exactly like what Marvel's doing. They create characters, you love them, and then you crisscross them. And Star Trek could do that, but they don't. Split them up. Like, have have fucking... George Takei be on it. Have yeah. him be like some sort of like old, like weird, funny admiral. Yeah. Right? And, and to be fair, just to bring it up, since we're going to have people who watch this and are big Star yeah. Trek fans, they did do a lot of crossover stuff with Barkley, you know, uh, yeah. with, with them. And that was great. But what you're saying is on, on like now, today, and on the next kind of next level, why not combine some of these characters that could be combined? Anybody who still wants, like, it's not, you don't have to get the whole next generation cast. You don't have to get the whole D Space Nine. Like, anybody who's interested. Who wants to, and who will do it for the budget? You just need like, one or two. You come in and say, "This is the new show. It's a conglomeration. It's a, a combination of all these things, yeah. like a reunion sort of thing." These are the people working together. They're the heroes of of Starfleet. Right. You know what I mean? And they're doing their own thing, and they start, and you can introduce new characters with that, and then branch them off into their own show. You, it doesn't have to be ten episodes. It could be five episodes. It could be a mini series. Yeah. Like there's one conflict that they have to get come together and solve, and that's it. and then branch off. 
It needs to be on television. You can't make these cash grab movies. It's it's destroying the franchise, in my opinion. It does. They they. It's not furthering it. It's just. It's a cash grab. It's like this is something you can have. The, Star Trek should be on television forever, like constantly. There was there was a time when there were like three Star Trek shows on TV, yeah. you know, or yeah. maybe it was two. I think it was a brief window where there was the end of Next Generation and the beginning of Voyager and yes. Deep Space Nine. Yes, and it, that was the greatest. Yeah, it was the greatest. And good time to be alive. <laughs> the other thing is, Star Trek should be so cheap to make now. Like, it's the same set almost every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's It comes down to story, and it comes down to what the fans want, and the second that you hear the idea, you should feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people, if you're not excited about it, the fans aren't excited about I it. I am not excited about a prequel again. Like you're, but, only, you're only excited because it's a show, so you're like, that's where you're at. Right. Like the idea is like, uh, okay, well. Once they like that to me, that was the demise. Like once they started going back, like why do you have to go back? Like the whole point of this show is forward. If you want to go back, do a time travel episode. That's how you go back. You know, there's no, you know, the fact that like the next generation built off the original series and Deep Space Nine and Voyager built off that it was like we had this amazingly long like. Soap opera, yeah. space soap opera, where like we ha- we all of us knew the whole history of the Federation yeah. and and the galaxy, and then they just said, "Oh nope, we're we're not going to write on that anymore." Like there's so many other things to do. Where the hell did Wesley Crusher go with the Traveler? You know what happened with with um, Cisco? He just vanished. You know did you know did Picard ever retire to France? Like what? Like dude, like what happened here? Yeah, Captain Worf. You know, come yeah. on. They, the, that's the problem. They keep trying to. T- I don't know why Sony feels like they have to keep time. Paramount. Paramount. Sorry. Uh, Paramount pa- owns Sony. Paramount owns Star Trek. N- no, Paramount owns Star oh. Trek. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't understand why they have to keep trying to tie it to the original things. It's like it's Starfleet, like across the stars. Like it's you know it's why why you can make mention of things like that. Obviously, these other ships like exist and these other things, but you know the the Enterprise's first thing was you know a five you know a five year mission to explore strange new worlds and all this kind of stuff, and it was just like okay, that's their story, and then we had all the other ones. Do you know what forces the writing, in my opinion, to be good with Star Trek on television? Budget. It's got to be low budget. Keep, keep creative. Yeah, it has to be low budget. You can't do you can't do this. Sort of like, look, people are making Star Trek in their houses, and they're putting it on. There was, there was a whole fan-made Star Trek series. It, it's yes. the passion is out there, and you don't need a ton of money. It, what happens when you throw a ton of money at Star Trek is you get stupid old ideas recycled, right? And you get a really flashy-looking movie, which is what we have, right? But it has no substance. It's also how you know that you're not doing the right thing when like people are making more movies and and. Mm-hmm. More interesting movies than the actual company who owns it. Like it's just that was happening to Star Wars too, obviously. Well, but see, the th- I disagree with that because I think with Star Wars, even more than Star Trek, George Lucas created a toy box, and he basically said, "Here, everybody play." And he even had a cash prize yearly fan film contest that he would judge <laughs> and he would give to the most creative person. So for him, he he was more about. Here are the tools. Like, I'm going to make my thing. You can do your own thing. They don't affect what I do because I'm not, I'm not saying you're canon. But I, these six movies I make, they're my thing. But here, everybody else, here are the toys. Go do it. But all, you, can't, you can't say that the leadership was, was, was done well. Every time they try to release a game, they would change it or cancel it. Every, all, all the, all the only, think about this. Disney 
Disney is owning right now. They're releasing a movie every year. How mm. great is that? When we, we went over 30 years, and how many movies did we get? Yeah. Meanwhile, how much money are they making now? It shows you that, like, he could you could do more with the product. And Sup- he- Supposedly, they bought it for $4.2 billion and they're up to, like, $30 billion profit on that so far. Yeah, they, they made their money back on that. That shows so you that you could do a lot more with the product. They're not doing it. Well, you mentioned the games, and we talked about this. I love Star Wars games. Like, my favorite games are all Star Wars games. Um which all had separate stories of their own creation. Right. Star right. Wars games, I don't know what the hell they're doing right now. They don't like, know what they're doing. They don't know, like I was playing, I was playing that game For Honor last night with Damien, and I'm like, this should be a lightsaber game. There should be a separate like fighting combat easy. game. Really, there easy. should be a separate role playing game like yeah. a like a, a Skyrim kind of game. There should be a separate like like flying game. There should be like. Stop trying to take all these elements, combine them into one meh game. And meanwhile, they say they're combining it. They on the platform, yes, we're combining it, yeah. and then they don't add space. Yeah. To Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> this is a whole other episode here. But um, anything else you want to add before we uh, wind down? We, there's one thing we should talk about. Um, about the Guardians of the Galaxy. We should yeah. talk about the Stan Lee uh, cameo. And oh, oh my God! God. We, we, good, we, we, good man. That. Yes. Go. Um. So. The cameo in uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with Stan Lee, which he has a cameo in every single Marvel movie, um, he was hanging out with uh, a a group of beings called the Watchers, um, and they basically just watch the entire universe and know what has happened and what will happen and all this kind of stuff. But he was hanging out with them, and they've said in articles that now that, like a couple weeks ago before this came out, they said he officially is the same person in every single Marvel movie that he's done. Um, and He's a watcher. He's a watcher. Um, he was the watcher on Earth. They, he, mm. that, that was the station. He's the watcher on Earth. Um, but he's been all over the galaxy. And they said he... I, I want, I'm saying seven. I think it's like four or five maybe. But he shot like all his cameos for like the next like four, five, six movies like all in one day. Smart. So that he could keep going forever. And then they'll put a CG Stanley in it when he eventually... <laughs> no problem. <Yeah. laughs> We're Disney. We can do that. We I'll have... do it. <laughs> <laughs> we own your body after you die. That's Disney's motto now. They Why couldn't they do a young Indiana Jones and de-age him? Like de-age Harrison Oh my Ford. god. That would be... The, the, the whole movie? That would probably cost so much money <laughs> and so much time. I don't know. I, 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 I like the fact that they can... Like that's a new... Effect. It used to be like, oh, we can make a giant thing, like you said, or a planet exploding, something like that. Now it's just like, oh, we need to do a flashback. We well, sure. yeah. If it's mostly action, he's got the hat on. They can use a stunt double for most of that. Yeah. He also did the same work. I forgot we mentioned before about you know when they do make people younger. They did a Tony Stark in the that when that came up on screen, I was like, ho- like that I was freaked blew out. me I was away. Like, wow. Because he looked like because I was a fan of Robert Downey Jr. before you know before all the Marvel movies and he. Uh, like when he was like like twenty two, twenty three, I was watching him in all those like comedies and stuff like that, and that's exactly what it looked like. And I went, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's good they have a lot to draw on. Too. That was a good job. Yeah, the, you just reminded me of something. Um, this is not, I'm I'm so not related to anything today, but it's um, we were watching Iron Fist, and there's a there's a lot of stunt double work there. Sure, and it reminds me of old Star Trek episodes. Oh, uh, where like they go telegraph a punch, and then you'd see somebody. No, else when like, it's like somebody else that's totally not that guy. Hey, where? Who's that? Yeah, go away, Amber. You don't want to be on the show. I do want. I have more work to do. Okay, fine. I'm Bye. Bye. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there. But, are you happy, everybody? Anne Marie was on the show. There you go. Hey, yeah. Ratings just went up. Hey. <laughs>
Let's do let's let's do one more song. Um, <laughs> you want to try Fox on the Run? Sure. All right. Again, we're gonna probably have to do, redo this on another show when we actually learn the songs ahead of time <laughs> instead of just putting us on, on the spot. And instead of me going the beginning of the song. That's pretty good. I don't know. notes there oh very good uh well we hope you enjoyed our little nerd chat today i'm sorry geek chat um joining me today was jared pressman i am groot the incredible tony hansen yeah i am not groot (laughs) i'm richie castellano thank you very much for listening to band geek see you next time Still going. (laughs) Still going. Here we go. We haven't figured this out yet.